Hey everybody, it's not Monday. It's, it's not Monday. <laughs> We're recording this on Tuesday. I'm, I'm going to probably go up on Wednesday because I won't be able to finish it. We are still the well-oiled machine known as Size Matters Podcast. So let's say it's Wednesday, June 5th, 2019. That works. And you're listening to Size Matters, episode Woo! 24. Yes, 24. Yes, and I am your host, Quandru Bashir, and I am joined by my co-host, Kinsen Shimobe. Yep. Hello, the Magachi extraordinaire at your and service. And co-host Benny Tiggy. That is correct. And we have a guest host <laughs> that's going around. Our guest is Frank Wolf, uh, a long-time fur. Yeah. Frank! Yep. Long-time fur and werewolf advocate. Uh, ran the, gosh, the talent show at what, Conference 3 and later, and uh, Furry McWizard. So. I didn't pick it up until much later than 3, but... Uh, we did it for a great many years. But much more importantly, he knows about Godzilla. Yes, Godzilla. yes, yes. Why would Godzilla. we know about Godzilla be, a, be a, something we uh, need? Wait a minute. Guys, wasn't there just a movie that came out? That's crazy. <laughs> I think yeah, it is. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, the best movie already. ever came yeah, out in 2014, right? I will destroy you, <laughs> Benny. <laughs> I will destroy you. <laughs> 2014 but, uh, legendary tried, but they actually made it up to us with this this recent movie. Oh, oh so Kenson, we already know a little, so, a little bit about which way Kenson. So up is. up to this um, point, yes, we're going to be. None of us have talked to each other in front of this podcast about our opinions of the film. Well, Kenson tweeted an opinion, so I saw that. Yeah, I got some things to say. <laughs> and we all have seen the movie, right? Yes. And, oh yeah. The movie, again, we're talking about is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes. That came out this past weekend. Is it King of the mm-hmm. Monsters or King of Monsters? King of the Monsters. Oh. K-O-T-M. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, we're going to dedicate this entire show to talking about that. I know we talked last episode a month ago about having the kind of dating game thing. We're going to push that off to the next episode since we kind of mm-hmm. skipped an episode and this then came upon us. Um, this so is we'll, just too important. It's too important. Flex, we got to talk about it. Is, flexibility is important. You know, we got to make sure that we can adapt. Um, so we'll do that next next episode. But uh, so I guess we need to talk about. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about this movie. You mean this wonderful, uh, yeah. wonderful movie about how millions of people died, billions of dollars in damages, rare megafauna and species were killed, all because of one shitty marriage that could have just used therapy? It's the greatest, right? It's the best so Doctor Phil episode this. I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's a planetary Doctor Phil. It's okay. So this movie uh, does, I guess, sort of pick up on the human relationship or the monster relationship. I, I whoa, uh, we uh, yeah. So, I guess they um, kind of maybe parallel each that's other. That's a good thought. Yeah. I've, so wow, what would divorce court with megafauna be like? Oh I, I think we saw some of it. <laughs> so uh, Mothra is such a queen, and I, I love that. I love. Uh, I love that they had her be the queen, and then Godzilla the king. That was awesome. Now, I, but the let's, whole thing. Let's with back the... up a little bit um, and just kind of <laughs> give up for people. First of all, spoilers, obviously. Um, spoilers. Oh yeah, we're going to be talking all about this movie. Um, so if you haven't Whoops. seen it and you care about this movie, Whoops. don't wait. Hold off it's, on this episode. You know, wait. Totally until spoilers that there's a human plot that's in the way. The yeah. monsters battle. Godzilla gets knocked yeah. down, but later he gets back up and wins. It's that's it's total totally not like that plot. in every single movie. Um, yet they don't Chumbawamba at any point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it was playing in my head. I remember tub thumping at some point when they when that, they walked. Oh into, god! I got to see that as a video now. Oh my god. 
But <laughs> so this movie does pick up on the sort of as a continuation from the 2014 movie. It's the same production company. It was started by the same director, although he dropped out uh, early in pre-production and got replaced. But um, it has the same writer, though I think. I right. think the director rewrote like ninety percent of it from what I the new director um, from what I remember reading. Um, but the thing is, is that as far as continuation goes, there's only like other than the other than Godzilla himself, um, there's only like two, maybe three characters that are in both. There's uh, Doctor or the Ken Watanabe. Yeah, Doctor Sarazawa. Yeah, Sarazawa. Yes, his character. His character. Um, and then there's a couple of like the army people. And there's that one guy that's from movie. Kong Island, isn't there? I think so. Yes, I believe yes. so. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get to that stuff. Oh my gosh! A later. Um, well, so uh, the, wasn't the guy who was from West Wing? He was in the first one too. Bradley he? Bradley Whitford? No, he was not in the first one. I would I would have definitely noticed him in the first because I'm a big okay. Bradley so, Whitford fan. So um, I just um, well let, let's 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 continue. Sorry, I was I was gonna derail. <laughs> so I, I just want to kind of get you know it's it's basically a continuation. They kind of do pick up on okay, these are the events from 2014, and this is five years later in 2019, and they've been trying tracking Godzilla or trying to, mm-hmm. as well as finding all these other titans that are encased in ice, I guess, or not just ice, but just in, you know that are being. Right, and what you don't know is yeah. that Monarch actually has kept a lock on Godzilla all this time, and has been just been wondering why he's doing what he's doing because essentially his territory was broken etc uh he was going to different places where he wasn't normally and essentially like buffing himself up and being like hey this is my territory and they're like why are you doing that and then they discovered oh hey there's uh, there's a plot going on there's people releasing the other monsters (laughs) now now and and a lot a lot of that centers around the human characters of this this Husband and wife who yep. are divorced, uh, who have a daughter. Um, which is that daughter supposed to be the same girl that the main character from the 2014 movie rescues in San Francisco? I believe so. I believe. So. I believe. Okay, because also the same actress who played Eleven in Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and that's a weird world. And to so come they. Up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah I didn't this... notice. Actually, my wife picked up on that. Well, one. That's good. I, I loved yes. her as an actor. So there... Seriously, like, is good. Mm-hmm. So there's this kind of idea of um, the broken marriage and, and the daughter having to go back and forth between them. Um, but then both of these parents are apparently experts on uh, on the bioacoustics. Um, so yeah, which <laughs> there's a, a lot of this movie that is not very well. Yeah, explained. don't don't take um, it for a scientific thing. That's the funny part is because the, the humans kept coming in and summarizing the very obvious plot points like freaking sportscasters. You wish would shut up and they just show the game again. Yeah, you yeah. know. And actually, I got to hand it to. I didn't realize that until I think one of the reviews. It was the guy that took over Roger Ebert's position in Chicago. That was his complaint. Was basically, it's not that the human writing was bad. It's just that the the way they were written into it was pointless for a lot of the time that they were there. Yeah, yeah. And it, but the human writing also yeah. was very well. Oh, yeah. So the well, thing and, is, and they said that it, part of the reason it shows so bad is how good 
compared to it side by side, the monster fighting and oh, of interaction course. was. Of course. It was done wonderfully. I have to say this because all of us, all of us uh, giant stompy monster fans, we, we think that the critics are absolutely crazy because the critics in 2014 were like, oh, there's not enough monsters. We need more monsters. And then in this one, that's exactly what we get. And then the critics are like, <laughs> too many monsters. It's like, oh, what do you want? So, oh, but, it's big monster I, I, it's okay i i didn't see any of the reviews for either the 2014 movie or this one before going into the movie um i i didn't get the feeling that there were too many monsters in this i felt that the mon they were trying to put screen time on the monsters yeah. It's just most of what they did wasn't very good for that I, part. I think it could be um, best summarized if I scrolled and looked at Rotten Tomatoes this morning, mm -hmm. and the critics' reviews have this film at 40%. Yeah. The people's sure reviews for verified viewers is 86. 86, yep. <laughs> it's like... Yep, because, I mean, sorry, critics, but screw you. You don't know what you're talking about. So long-time listeners may know that I did not like the 20 Yeah, I didn't movie. either. Oh, my gosh. Um, if you just cut out everything except... Ken Watanabe staring at things. I think it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and both of them. Um, Time for me to get I think this watch. movie is... King of the Monsters <laughs> is significantly worse than the 2014 Whoa. movie. Wait, wait, wait. Really? Say that again. Say that again. Yeah, I, King, Godzilla, King yep. of the Monsters, yep. 2019, is significantly worse than Godzilla okay. 2014. Uh, why do you think Why? That? Just curious. So... <sighs> The movie is incredibly dumb. <laughs> um, in oh, so wait, there's not enough missile moving yeah. logistics for you. <laughs> not even that. Like, there's a lot of there's so many plot holes. But the human yeah. characters are paper thin. Mm -hmm. The monster scenes, even though they do increase the amount of fighting, yeah. the quality is not very good. In 90% of the monster scenes. There are some good visual scenes, mm -hmm. but so, so there's three main monster fights in the movie. Yeah. There's one that happens between uh, Ghidorah, who is, uh, um, or is that right, yeah, Ghidorah? Yeah. Monster yeah. Zero. Um, monster Zero, who's this Hydra, I guess, which is that is that a previous character in the Godzilla? Oh, absolutely. Very much. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's so, the antithesis. I, I thought so. I just. Yeah, he's, he's the main antagonist that. pretty much for a lot of them. Okay. Um, and he's the main antagonist of this movie. They kind of say mm -hmm. that he's an alien who uh, came in ancient times Wait, and uh, is trying wasn't, to wasn't take there over. An alien all... Oh, there was an alien Godzilla that was space in the Godzilla. History. Space Godzilla, yeah. Space Godzilla, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, but well, he's trying to take always been from from outside, except for the one movie where Ghidorah was actually the the hero. But yeah, that's yeah. an exception. Right. But but the idea, the main the main plot, I guess, of the movie is that Ghidorah is once he's woken up is trying to. Uh, unite all of the titans under his rule mm -hmm. to destroy basically all life. The honor. false king. Um, yeah, and Godzilla is the good titan, or the good alpha titan mm -hmm. that is going to trying to unite the titans to restore life to the way it should be. Correct. Um, so the the first fight is between Ghidorah and Godzilla in Antarctica, which there's some interesting visual parts of that. But the big thing, the big problem with that one, the second one, and some of the third big fight in Boston, is 
Kaiju movies are all about sense of scale. Yes. And in order to get an effective sense of scale, exactly you, have, that you have to have other structures or other things that are that you kind of know a scale Correct. of to give a feeling of. And there's nothing like that in Antarctica. Yeah, can I just uh, is, can I just say one well, thing real fast? Well, let me just finish. Okay. The second fight when they do it in the sky above Mexico, they're in the sky. Yeah. So you see like like helicopters around but or planes which mm-hmm. is very uh just basic i guess it doesn't give a great sense of scale right. there and the third one is in boston which you do see a couple of skyscrapers but they also seem to fight in like the least crowded part of boston yeah so you don't really see a lot of that either fenway I mean, park. on fenway just fenway park well and, 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 the, and the thing is i'm not i've never been to boston so i'm not a boston geography expert mm-hmm. but from my playing of fallout 4 which takes place in boston and from <laughs> just looking at maps yep um yep. fenway is in a part of boston that's not really you downtown it's kind of right, away right. from um from a lot of the, the the central buildings and stuff, so you don't get as much of that sense of scale there either. Right. So I will say, the one scene that broke me, um, just just broke the whole size scale thing for me, was Rodan. On top of that mountain, small okay, mountain, no. etc., Rodan and Ghidorah at one point took up the entire thing, and I was paying close attention to all of the surroundings, right? When Rodan and Ghidorah were at the top of that hill, that that small mountain, etc., and they took up the entire thing, yeah, their size went from a couple hundred feet tall to a couple thousand. That that scene right there, way totally. Yeah, and I'm they, not complaining because if you're gonna make them bigger, I'm all for that. But that well, scene was so stretched problem. off of what their actual size should have been. What was that you said, Frank? So, well, that was like that one I'd scene. There were others, but that one scene was oof. Size continuity problems. I mean, even the scene where Watanabe is, you know, having his moment alone with Godzilla. Uh, I don't think that size there matches up with what we've seen before. Uh, that's true. The funny thing is, I actually liked the Rodan air fight. Uh, there was a couple things in there where you know where he grabs an F-14 and bites the head off like a hawk might a sparrow, <laughs> and a couple of the other moves. I, I, I found in that scene there was a. I got a chuckle. I'm not sure if this was intended as a chuckle, but where the fighter pilot ejects and then he ejects straight into Rodan. Yeah, that was kind of. I'm not sure if that was supposed to be funny, but I found it. Yeah, funny. I had a laugh actually when I, they... they had a long. I think they had a long chain of sort of uh, highlight points that they wanted to hit in all the fights, and I think that was certainly one of the storyboard elements. Yeah. And, and when he was on top of the mountain thing, I actually laughed out loud in the theater, and it was co- totally because of the music. Uh, the guy that wrote it, he stole the horn riff from Rite of Spring as soon as the guy busts out of the mountain. And, and I'm hmm. like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> so just for me musically, I laughed. But I actually liked that fight. I don't know if that's best. I, I like the Boston one after better. Though the, mm-hmm. the, the first one where you're talking about um, – there's a moment where uh, uh, Madra glues Ghidorah against a building. Mm-hmm. Did you catch mm-hmm. that Godzilla's reflection shows up on the building yes. before the camera flips around? Yeah, like, yeah. That was I really did. neat. Yeah. That was in Boston. That was in and I think, it, was, it was good. I think Frank hits it. I think they had a bunch of storyboard ideas. They said, we want to put these in the fights, and then they just linear point-to-point point went to them. Essentially. Yep. Because the choreography oh, of the fights but, was, was, it was good. It was decent, but you could definitely tell that they were like, oh, we want this scene. We want that scene. And yeah, so none of it was super fluid, but it's okay. Like, you know, the monster fights were definitely what I was going for. 
The other thing that kind of in that visual realm, I was severely underwhelmed with the monster designs for every monster except for Mothra. Mothra really? was interesting, but I well, thought Ghidorah was of the old Batra design. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think Ghidorah's design, um, and I'm it was so boilerplate, just like standard well, Hydra. There was nothing interesting. Well, that's about that's Ghidorah. essentially what Ghidorah is. And yeah. the old in the old yeah. movies, but but at least with like God Godzilla in the twenty fourteen one when they redesigned Godzilla, yeah. they at least you know they added some stuff to make him more for better or worse. Um, they updated him, yeah. Uh, and, and there was nothing that was really felt modern or fresh about Ghidorah. So I will say this because I am trash. Uh, there were a few scenes, and yeah, this is all I need. You can you know judge me all you want, but. Uh, Ghidorah's paws are amazing. There were a couple scenes in the movie where his paws were shown, and I'm just like, that's fantastic. Because before, Ghidorah's uh, paws were more, I guess you want to say, like, flat, not like actual dragon-like. But they fixed that, and to me, that's all I needed. It was fan service. I'm just like, okay, cool. Ghidorah's fantastic. Also... Are they better than Godzilla's paws? Uh, I will say that <laughs> legendary Godzilla's paws are good. But they're elephantine, <laughs> and Ghidorah's got them uh, theropod-like like paws. So okay. his are better. I will say that. You see, the funny thing is the the fact that the character is so on model was more interesting for me. If you go back, if you look from 98 to now, it's like yeah. they're circling back in on trying to be uh, more true to the original Toho canon. Uh, right. and, and that actually seems better for me. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I think I was reading... One of the backgrounds on production, the director went back specifically on the dragon heads on Ghidorah and said, I no, no, that. no, they have to be Chinese-style dragons. We don't want to westernize mm -hmm. them. You know? Right. I, and I, right. I loved the fact that they made Ghidorah more uh, draconic-like, more more Hydra-like. I, I do like that. Um, it, you know what surprised uh, me in the credits is someone gets uh, motion capture credits for both Godzilla and Ghidorah for doing the faces. Oh, sweet. Fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love that so I much. I want to see the outtakes of that. Me too. <laughs> I love that they uh, had the heads sort of fighting amongst themselves. Yeah, right? Too. Absolutely. They all had their own personalities. Yeah. Which has not always been discernible in the previous film. True. Very true. Uh, and, and Benny, you talk about trying to go back to uh, the Toho canon, which... I'm not as familiar with as the three of you are, so that doesn't hold as much sway to me. I mean, I'm, I guess I can respect that from a distance. Mm -hmm. But I do know that one of the big things about the Toho Godzilla movies that this one and the 2014 one are sorely lacking is the idea of man's responsibility in um, in, in creating or, or at least leading to uh, Godzilla as far as like the, the nuclear parable, um, right. which this movie sort of alludes to at the very beginning when they are in the Senate hearings and Ken Watanabe, Watanabe what's his name again? Dr. Dr. Sarazawa. They didn't, Sarazawa. Dr. Sarazawa, okay. Um, when, his, when he says um, that it was the nuclear tests in the 50s that woke him up, which actually contradicts the first movie because uh, and he may have been just lying. Um, the character may have been lying. But the first movie mm -hmm. kind of says that, that the nuclear tests were a cover-up for... Right them trying to um, find the, or, or, you know, to do something with the Titans. But then they never talk about that again. And then they make, they make an allusion to nuclear 
testing because, but in the most ham-fisted way, because the ship that they go down to to find got, that's the underwater ship, they call it Castle Bravo. Castle Bravo. Which is, do, do you know what Castle Bravo is in real life, Kenson? It sounds familiar, it's but a, I don't. It, it was the underwater know. nuclear test, wasn't it? It was. It's the biggest nuclear test in American history oh. that um, that caused massive fallout and had like caused sickness in, in hundreds of, of uh, islanders and the Pacific Islanders. And to name your ship that and not even acknowledge, <laughs> it, it's like if the plane they yeah. like if they called the plane that they were flying around in the Enola Gay. Uh, it would be the same kind of thing where it's just so it, incredibly dumb. And there's no way they would have called that by coincidence. To me, it, yeah. Yeah, um, to me it felt like uh, the monster side of things were pretty well polished and it felt like that they just needed more editing time on the human side because a lot of those points they were either just not well made or not well tied together. I, I I don't know if you guys feel that or not. Or we could just take out the humans altogether and have actually two hours of monster fights. Well, at the end of the movie, they basically take out all the humans together because yeah. What was that? I was saying uh, I uh, take out all the humans except for Ken Watanabe staring at things. <laughs> yes, which is kind of wonderful. Yes, please. But and uh, when they get to Boston after Ghidorah shows up. They basically, there's only three humans in Boston, or four maybe, um, which is ridiculous to think that the city could have been, in, in a couple of hours, the city could have been completely evacuated no, to where you don't see any other humans. It, even in the 2014 movie in San Francisco, when, when Godzilla arrives, and maybe they didn't have as much of a warning for that, but you still see hundreds of thousands of people that are fleeing. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a central part of any kind of kaiju film is seeing the crowds fleeing and the, and, and, and the destruction. You see destruction from a building standpoint in, in this movie, but you never see it from uh, a human standpoint. You, you get a couple um, cases where there's up-close crowds that stuff has fallen on or, or impacts are near, and it's, it's to the point it makes you a little uncomfortable. Yeah. When? In this yeah. movie? There's, there's some there's a point related to that with the uh, initial Rodan uh, emergence that I think really bugged me during the movie because they go in there to try and lead Rodan away to go have you know them fight with Ghidra and you know they want to lead it away from the town but they, what do they do is they pull it directly over the town yeah. which was good for us destruction and people dying yeah. but not so intelligent in terms of a strategy. And I guess you do see the humans in in the, the, the Rodan scene in Mexico. It's it's more it's mostly just the Boston. And once you get to Boston, you don't see anything but buildings. And then the the daughter character and the the two, the, the mother or the father. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, uh, yeah. Uh, and I get it that 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 uh, I understand why you're not a, a fan of the film. But unfortunately, the way I measure the film is uh, a, a statistic that Frank taught me. In video games, you can sometimes rate it as time to crate. That is, how many seconds until you see a box you open up that has something in it. Time to crate. I, I rate Godzilla films by time to Godzilla. And, time to stomp. And thanks to this flashback at the beginning of the film, I think it was like 30 seconds was time to Godzilla. Yeah. But that was just a flashback, and that was just stuff that was from the first movie. That wasn't anything new. That was stuff you'd already I, seen. Admittedly, yeah. I laughed, because it gives you the title key in the corner, San Francisco, and there's buildings mm-hmm. on fire and bodies everywhere and cars embedded into buildings, and there's destruction. And I'm like, oh, it's a Thursday oh commute. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's pretty much San Francisco on a weekday. Oh, wait, there's a Godzilla in the background. Okay. I'm just passing through, okay? You know. So let me ask I mean, you this. I mean, it's not 
total fan service. I mean, if they really wanted to do total fan service, that opening scene would have been the atomic fire breath baby bird feeding at the end Very of the true. movie. Very true. Because that was the shot of 2014, essentially, uh, when he essentially French kissed the Mudo with his atomic <laughs> breath. <laughs> so, anyway. so let me ask you this. There's four main human, five main human characters in the movie. Um, Dr. Can want to the zombie. The the dad, the the mom, the daughter, and um the Jonah, the villain, I guess. The the British colonel turned Well, you don't count the uh, wisecracking technician or they're, they're not or, main characters. And I, I have other things I, I Dr. Eileen we'll get and there. Ling Chen, we'll, one of which dies. We'll get there. Um do any except for Ken Watanabe, which he was he's fine, he's a good actor. Do any of the other four main characters in the movie, do their motivations make any sense to nope. you? Nope. As a matter of fact, I was amazed they killed off Dr. Sarazawa. As, as a function of the movie franchise series, he's the most interesting, best acted person in the last two movies. Why would you take him out of the series? Well, well, that's an homage back to the 54. Right? Oh, yeah, it totally is an odd back, and it totally is uh, Japanese in nature to sacrifice yourself for the greater good. I get all of that, but from a functional perspective as making the movie studios and writing them, why would you kill your best character? I'm almost wondering if that was done, because uh, from what I read in the first movie, um, Kim Watanabe didn't want to sign on initially until he was received assurances that the idea of nuclear responsibility would be a key central mm-hmm. part of the films. Ah. And so since that didn't really end up happening, if maybe he uh, wanted to ask to, to bow out. But right, I, right. I also think you hit the nail on the head when you mentioned fan service, because it's like if you go watch the, what is it, How It Should Have Ended YouTube video on the last Godzilla film, yeah. every point they make fun of, they actually negate in this film. Okay, we're going to have creatures from the moment we start we're gonna have a lot of creatures we're gonna make fun of the let them fight line (laughs) we're gonna not be in san francisco twice we're gonna show other cities it's like literally they wrote their film to directly answer all the fanboys making fun of them yeah yeah so did okay with the human characters going back to my point did any okay so the daughter that the daughter and the mom are together at the beginning and they're in china um, which they supposedly show, like they, when they reveal that they're in China, they then show a pyramid that looks very Mayan in yeah. nature, which in the theater I kind of thought that was ridiculous. I ended up kind of doing a little bit of research, and there are some pyramids in, in parts of China that look somewhat like that, so I'll give the movie a pass on that. It also um, matches sort of the Mothra uh, canon going back to earlier yeah. stuff. Uh, the Mothra cult has always been sort of pyramidy but weird Polynesian. I, I was going to ask about yeah, that because we get this little side thing at one point where the the twins, the Dr. Chans, uh, she's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm third generation, and some photos go by really quick. And I'm like, yep. was that the Mothra fairy girls from the 64 movie or whatever it was? So, yeah, I totally mm-hmm. didn't pick up on that. I actually saw something online about that the other day. I missed that those were actually twins and i think that totally was a nod to the uh i'll I'll totally give you credit i had to double check after the movie i was confused and the the Mm -hmm. human side's written so badly you don't realize they're twins (laughs) 
Yeah. I didn't realize there were twins yeah. until you just said that. What, what twins? Yeah, there's Doctor Eileen Chen and Doctor Ling Chen. Both mm-hmm. of them are what were they calling them? Specialists or whatever on Mothra. Right, right. And one of them dies, but the other survives. Yep. But when does one of them die? Well, one of them dies in uh, Antarctica when they're yeah. uh, when Gatora and then, escapes. Yeah. And that that gives Doctor Sarazawa a chance to look off in the distance and feel sad. Yeah, like he does. Uh, <laughs> are these played by the same actress? No, they they look alike. They are twins. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't think they were ever side by side in a shot. I'd have to re-see the film. I've only seen it once. But yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Kind of okay. But but going back to the beginning of the film, um, when they when they kind of hatch Mothra, I guess um, they go down to the bunker or whatever that Mothra's in, and the the mother has this bio machine. That causes Mothra the orca. I you know, hate that, that title. Causes Mothra to relax. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a super dumb title. And then the eco terrorist jo- Jonah's forces come in and like kill everyone and kidnap the daughter, the mother, the mother, and the, the orca. daughter Wait, of Mothra. Uh, and and orca. what are those YouTube videos that you watch that just have sound? Is it DSRM or whatever it is? ASMR. ASMR is is orca just ASMR for for kaiju? Uh, yes, yes, I think so. <laughs> okay. Sorry to interrupt the moment. I mean, I, I felt, I felt honestly, I felt so, pretty affected in the in the movie while while listening to it. No. Ah, uh, you size whore. So, <laughs> so the only reason that the daughter um, is able to is 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 kidnapped with the mother is because at some point she breaks in while the mother is activating this thing and and kind of goes by her side. Why is the daughter even allowed to be in that building in the <sighs> first place? There, there's no reason for her to be there. There's no real, real reason for her to be anywhere That's in fair. this movie. Well, because if they didn't, she wouldn't be there to steal the device in Boston. <laughs> and, yeah. and, okay, it, it, there's, exactly. There's no logical reason. It's just because the, the, the writer needed... There's really no reason for her it's character. It's totally the cute Disney kids saving the day. I swear to God, yeah. I wish I could murder that trope. <laughs> and, 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 like, when you go to Boston, and this is later in the movie, her, her actions in Boston not only make no sense from a character perspective... They make no sense from a pure logic perspective. She ends up getting, you know, first of all, she's able to escape from this bunker, which apparently, well, okay, let me go back on a step. When, <laughs> Calm down, Quadri. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> no, I totally agree with them because one of the things that drove me up the wall is after the plan was we're going to start to call Ghidra off to, to give time. Mm. Why are you still standing in Fenway and Park five minutes after you've started that device? Yeah. Run. Well, Okay, but they, so, so let's let's talk about her getting into Fenway Park. Not only is she able to steal this device, which they already established as like the most important, dangerous device mm-hmm. in human history that these people just happen to leave around unguarded. Yeah. Physical yeah. plot device. Um, yeah. They so she's able to, to to get that to escape the bunker without anyone paying attention that she's escaping. Um, to walk to Fenway Park, which I you know Boston's a walkable city, so I'll go up and pass on. Yeah, that. it is. When they get when she gets to Fenway, she is somehow able to make it into the press box easily. Which again, I'm not trying to harp on this part because it's a minor part. But I work at a minor league baseball stadium. Our press box you have to go through three separate separately locked doors to get to. So the fact that a major league stadium she's able to easily get into the press box <laughs> already helped help making me kind of like this is dumb. Oh no! Then she's able to figure out how the PA system works, despite the movie never establishing that she has any kind of knowledge of yeah. audio systems. And PA systems are not easy to to, to operate. Uh, again, from personal experience, and ignoring all that because all that's just kind of like this is side stuff. It's minor stuff, mm-hmm. but it's dumb. She hooks up the orchestra system to the PA. It's somehow the Fenway system, or the, the PA system at Fenway Park is somehow powerful enough to broadcast the signal around the world. 
Yeah. And ignoring that part, because that part's even dumber, but and that's a yeah. major part, but that's even ignoring that, they show then that within a minute or two, all of the Titans react to it. They kind of stop attacking and, and start moving towards Boston. Yeah. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Kenson, what's the what's the speed of sound, Kenson? The speed of sound is I believe seven hundred and sixty eight miles per hour. Something okay, like that. and and how big is the Earth? What's the circumference of circumference the Earth? Circumference of the Earth is about twelve thousand miles, if I'm not mistaken, twelve or thirteen thousand. It's it's twelve thousand halfway. Yeah, um, twelve thousand five. So, yeah, yeah. I know um, what you're getting so at. Just how drop long the would bomb. it take? How long would it take for that signal? Um, even if you accept the fact that the PA system <laughs> at Fenway yeah. is powerful yeah. enough to broadcast a signal uh-huh. around the globe, how long would it take for every Titan to hear that and react to oh, it? Oh, it would only take a couple seconds, Quan. No, <laughs> no. It would take it would take at least three or four or five, it, six plus minutes. Like, no, it would be like seventeen hours. Well, it would, yes. Yeah. Well, Krakatoa. To get, Krakatoa was the sound that did go around the world, yeah. and it echoed for days. Next days. That's right. So the monsters yeah. weren't like in the four corners of the world. They were still in America, kind of thing. Yeah, there was some they in Moscow. In, no, no, well, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, there no, was no. there was some in they, Moscow. They, that That's right. scene. That's right. They show they show the globe. They show the <laughs> map, right. and they show dots in like India and Africa right, right. And, and Russia. So maybe sound and all goes of faster. Them react. So, so maybe sound goes faster through the holes in the earth. Yes, the hollow earth theory. Yes, yes, for sure. The hollow earth theory. So, yeah. so in America, that somehow like, like the, the hollow earth is draining. To some literally facepalming right now. <laughs> the ones in DC are closer. <laughs> it take minutes, m- minutes maybe. The other ones, yeah, it wouldn't. Mean, yeah. Mean, meanwhile, regardless, the I'm not defending DC. the physics. It would not take minutes to get to DC. Boston and DC are like 500 miles apart. It would at least it would take like 45 minutes. Uh, so yeah, meanwhile, fair. while the, the speed of sound has increased by two magnitudes for this to work plot-wise, no, I just like, want to like point 20, out... magnitudes, like, 20 like magnitudes. <laughs> so so someone, is, someone is standing in Fenway Park evacuating people mm-hmm. and is in charge of it, and suddenly the PA system is blasting this weird-ass loud sound, <laughs> and yet no one goes to look to no see what's questions. going on in the PA booth. The next scene, no one all the people that were evacuating the bottom of the park have packed up and left quietly. Yep. They're all gone. I'm mm-hmm. like, and neatly, well, they, they, too. That field was nice and clean. I'm like, didn't anyone go look for why the hell the PA system is loud enough that giants no. in China hear it? No. They must have, they must have like, Star the, Trek transporters because I think everyone just got beamed out of Boston. What was that, Frank? I said, no one bothered to stop this girl that wanders into a rescue operation and then just goes wandering yeah. off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and also, so uh, uh. it's there is way too many, at least from a physics standpoint and a societal standpoint, there's way too many holes. I mean, we could talk about no, it forever. <laughs> well, another problem that I had, a big problem I had, is after Ghidorah starts attacking... Um, uh, Godzilla. The the mom and dad are trying to figure out what happened with the daughter, mm-hmm. and they say something like, "Oh yeah, oh um, we." Uh, they start bickering, and the guy that the, the the army guy that was with them was like, "Man, if I if you were my parents, I would run away True. from home too." And what did like, you say? Home. She went home. home of course. Of course. Yeah. And they then go to the house. <laughs> they show the the daughter being at the house in Boston. Mm-hmm. They never ever establish yeah. that these characters have ever lived in Boston. Yeah, actually, they mentioned that earlier. Uh, that when? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, they did. They, they did. Claude. When did they establish that? Way early. The, the kids were talking about, at, or no, they were talking about after the event, we went home to Boston and tried to make it work, and then I drank too yeah. much. Yeah. When was this? This was early um, in the movie uh, when Monarch first got in contact uh, with, you know, what's his face? I can't even remember the, the guy's name. I love the two leading scientists. None of us bother to remember the yeah, name. Yeah, it's when like... dude that drank too much was at the Coyotes was explaining yeah, he yeah, was yeah. drinking too Monarch, much. Monarch, the, the, early, the, the guy who was from the early edition in yeah. the 90s from the CBS TV. Yeah, show. the scientist that should have been the one to sacrifice and die as opposed to the cool one. He was mm-hmm. a bad actor then. Yeah, he's not. he was not a good actor at all. My favorite, my favorite actor in the whole movie was the scientist guy with the glasses who is like, you know, oh my God, Zilla. Like, I love that guy. That guy's the best. He's the best yeah, actor. So he got hit in really crappy lines and he made hay of them. Oh, I know. Point, which, I love the line where he doesn't make eye contact. He's like, I record everything. everything. I record everything. Yeah. <laughs> which, which one are we talking about? I can't oh, remember Oh, the wisecracking white-haired scientist guy. I can't remember his Bradley name. Whitford's character? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I love Bradley Whitford. I thought yeah. he was great. He's great in everything Aaron Sorkin does. He's great in other things too. Yeah, he was his good. character was written so horribly in yeah. this film. Yeah, but he did, he he did so such many... a good job. Like no, despite his he, lines. Well, I think he did the best of what he could right, right. do. But like the the line, oh, in, in just twelve minutes, it's going to be a bad day to be a, a, Red, a Red Sox, Sox fan. fan. Yeah, that's the stupidest line ever. Yeah, <laughs> he 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 did this. The cinemat. You're witnessing cinematic turd polishing. He did a great and, and job with is, absolutely yeah. shitty lines. Kaiju movies, it's it's hard to make a kaiju movie and take itself and, and have it take itself seriously because kaijus as, as a whole are kind of a ridiculous. I take role. myself no, very the, seriously. Quad. What was the what was the but, last Toho Godzilla <laughs> that was like three quarters Japanese procedural? Oh, it's a uh, Godzilla Final Wars. That was Shin Godzilla. No, no, oh, Shin, Shin Godzilla, Godzilla. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Godzilla. Shin yeah, Godzilla. Super Godzilla. Political. Kaiju film, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But like, I think a good example of a kaiju film that doesn't take itself very seriously is Pacific Rim. Um, Pacific Rim is ridiculous, and the movie knows it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. and it helps to establish that by having not only kind of ridiculous stuff happen, but it has pretty good uh, comic relief too. The, the Charlie Day character and yeah. one other character. I love Pacific Rim, but I can't stand the three armed one. It's like, what do they? Does one of them share a brain? Do they each get an arm? How do they coordinate picking stuff up? That, <laughs> ah, just... But in this in this film. The comic relief is done by a poorly written Bradley Woodford character and the Verizon guy. Like, how could they? <laughs> I don't understand how they any producer could think that that is a good match. Yeah, I mean, so I will say, as far as the the human side goes, which I don't care about to be honest, but as far as that goes, um, it's not. It's like eighty percent of the movie. I don't care about. I it. don't understand how you can like this movie and say that this stuff is now, bad. I might as well to, have been sleeping during all the drama because to I the credit didn't for, care about uh, actually, it. Actually, to credit for the human actors, and I want to give credit for this because it's an all CGI film. Mm-hmm. They they wrote a lot of plot points. They did a lot of things, so everything was wet because it's really easy to matte and render shiny wet CGI than anything else. Yeah, and that means these actors probably spent months under sprayers and all these scenes being wet and it's just like that's hard to do so i'll give them credit for that and yeah but they were fed such lousy lines i mean they did a lot of work for ugh. yeah and so the human acting not not to discount or discredit the actors because i know they tried even though it wasn't great uh that's not what i was there for so to the fact that um 
the is it Bradley? What's his name? Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. I don't fact, know what his I don't know what his character right. name was, but that, that that's the actor's right. name. But the fact that he stood out amongst all of that human drama to me is is awesome. You know, even though he was given you know horrible lines, etc. He played he stood it out well. because his character was obnoxious. Right, but he, I think he I think he did as good as he could. So that's and out to be to fair, me. like. He's played obnoxious. That actor has played obnoxious characters before, mm-hmm. and he's kind of can be endearing as the obnoxious character. Yeah. I think his character in in the West Wing is pretty obnoxious. Because when, um, but I I like it. Yeah. Um, when, when it comes to I, how natural it felt, um, the other actors, I could tell at least on some level the acting was forced. For him, it was yeah. like so natural. So that's uh, another thing. His, he was Doctor Rick Stanton. Was his character? Yeah, Rick Stanton. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Benny, you're cheating. <laughs> I, I left the Wikipedia page up for this discussion. Yeah. yeah, but regardless of any of that, I did not go to see that movie for that. I went to <laughs> see. The I think my monsters. point is, is that if the only thing you went to see in see this movie for was for the monster mm-hmm. scenes, you didn't get enough of that. Oh, I know. In a quality oh, to be worth it. Yeah, my overall. Uh, that all. 2014 film though. And there's only like eight minutes. Oh, yeah. If you look at 2014, got. having set the bar, this thing was a goddamn home run. So I, I, I think even in the 2014 movie, you, don't, you only get like eight minutes of Godzilla, but you get a lot more of of Mudo. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And, and and Mudo causing destruction, and and I think and and, and I kind of liked the design of the Mudo better than it's Vegas Rodan or or Ghidorah. Um, so you know, I thought that that was at least more interesting, and and you get more of the. Uh, just the destruction of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It kind of, it, it does a little bit in Honolulu, but then like the last 30, 45 minutes are set in San Francisco and you kind of get a, a lot of, of, of that there, uh, at least in my memory. It's, mm-hmm. I've, I've not seen it since the theater, since it came out in theaters. So, you know, ex- excluding the big four monsters, the Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and Ghidra, uh, Ghidorah, Ghidorah, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, my favorite actor, quote unquote, in the film was the music. The music? Uh, the, the guy that wrote the score... And and I hope they paid their low brass double. He wrote great monster yeah, music. The monster I'm, music was I'm good. gonna get this album. This is the kind of thing you have on the shelf for when you're in a D and D game. Yeah, because because it it was there, it was present, mm-hmm. and they used audio really well. When the final fight happened and Godzilla did his first roar, did you notice they upped it about 10 dB? Yeah, it's like I suddenly did. it was on. Uh huh. This, so. this I, I can't criticize the score. The score was very well done. So I will say, I, I will yeah. say, because everyone knows, at least everyone who listens to this show and everyone who knows me knows just how much salt I have against the 2014 Godzilla. <laughs> Everybody knows that. It, it was awful. It was god-awful. I wish I could break it in half. I wish it didn't exist. Blah, blah, blah. Because eight minutes of monster action with six, five to six minutes of that being Mudo, I was not happy. This movie... It, no, it was like eight minutes of... Mudo was in there more than eight minutes. Well, the Mudo was like... Uh, yeah. it, it was like two-thirds the time of the total monster activity, and Godzilla got a slice of that. So, and, and as bad as the 2014 movie was um, from a human character perspective, yeah. at least like the human characters were more interesting. Like the the um, oh I forgot his name, the Breaking Bad guy, yep, Brian um, Cranston. Brian Cranston, like his character was really interesting, and I think the main character was not great, uh, but yeah, but he killed was him a little off in more the first ten minutes. Main character. I will, uh, I will never forgive. He's in there, he's in there for like twenty. I minutes. will never forgive um, Legendary for using him in the trailers to hype it up and then killing him in the yeah. first twenty minutes. I will never forgive them. For that. 
That's such a low... But, but even, like, the main character, his son, was yeah. both more, like, a better actor, and I think the character was better established yeah. than the characters in in this in the King of the Monsters. Right. So... I'm not saying he was good. It's just better than, than what we got. So, my opinion on King of the Monsters overall, is it better than 2014? Hell yeah. No. Is it a no. really good movie? Nah, no. No. Because, like, King of the Monsters had so much more uh, kaiju action, which obviously is what I'm there for. But I will say, the kaiju the action is, It's not me, that much more. You're, you keep saying so much more. So We're talking, in, like, in total, 20 minutes versus 12, maybe. Well, in total, there was more, which I'm thankful for. But I, I'd actually have to get out a clock and, and yeah. register it, because I have felt like I, I think there was it's about, a lot more I think it's about film. 30 to 45 minutes of, of total monster action, I think. But... So my main complaint with it, I guess, I don't want to harp on it too hard, but it was smoky again. It was dark again. It was hard to see some stuff again. Like, yeah, that's how they did it the again. So that's what I was salty about. But I will say there were a few points where obviously Ghidorah's paw shots were amazing. Godzilla had a few awesome stomp shots. Rodan was pretty. Mothra was gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. And then there was a point where Ghidorah shoved his paws in Godzilla's face, and I'm like, okay. That's 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 pretty darn good. So that, oh, wait a minute, ba- backing up because I don't know the canon that well. Most of the Godzilla films I know I watched as a kid on a black and white TV. Yeah. You know, back when we had to push electricity uphill both ways. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, the Mothra and Godzilla as partners mm-hmm. or a couple is that new? I think that's something that may have existed in one of the canon stories. Uh, there was. So it's it's tricky because Mothra has always, of course, been the guardian of sort of nature right. and the earth right. and all that, and Scylla keeps switching sides. He's you know sometimes bad, right. sometimes good. Uh, there was there have been times uh, where when Godzilla is on the side of good, that Mothra is working and helping right. and healing right. and you know doing things, the things we see in this. Um, what was it? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Biolante. It was it uh, the the later Godzilla versus Mothra, where uh, sort of Mothra takes up Godzilla's spirit or whatever and flies off into oh, space with it. Uh, Isn't that kind of the opposite of what happens in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah. Godzilla kind of absorbs Mothra's spirit. I can't spirit believe okay. Mothra's gone, man. Okay, now that I I have the the, the... There's always another Mothra yeah, egg somewhere. Now that well, I that's because the they got Godzilla... to get rid of all the other monsters so that next... Yeah, now that I have the two Godzilla, Godzilla experts is... in the room I know, I have a question for you. Hmm. So I know there's Godzilla, and there's been several Mecha Godzillas. Yes. Well, one, two, I and three, know there's mm-hmm. King Ghidra, and there's been uh, Ghidorah. I want to say Ghidra. It's a uh, right. Ghidorah. Yeah. yeah. And there's been a Mecha Ghidorah of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mecha Ghidorah. Has there been a Mecha Mothra? Uh, I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. Oh, something for the future. Maybe, yeah. Well, we know what the future is going to hold, at least in the near term, because 2020 is supposed to have Godzilla versus versus King King Kong. Kong. And they they tease that a little bit in this movie by... um, Showing everyone heading to Skull Island in the credits. Well, so the thing is, that end end scene, um, the after credits scene, is the worst after credits scene in movie history. Oh my gosh. Because... (laughs) They, go quad go. They, sh- they show 
the 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 villain, quote unquote, the Jonah, who doesn't ever doesn't really factor into the movie after like the first half. Yeah. He kind of just disappears. Yeah. Um. And and they, he, they I guess some scientist, I guess the guy from from Kong Island. I don't know. I never saw Kong Island. Um. Is leading him down a hallway, and they show. I was expecting them to show something related to King Kong to tease. The next movie to set up the next movie. Yep. Instead, they show it's a head of Ghidorah. Ghidorah yep. there, and he's like, "I'll take it." Well, that which makes no sense for yeah. anything. So essentially, <laughs> essentially, what that is yeah. implying is that since since Ghidorah has such insane regenerative properties, that Jonah is going to try and resuscitate Ghidorah to continue with the plan of blah blah blah. So, so that just kind of makes the whole point I of this movie pointless. Kinda, so kinda, yeah. But wait, okay, so Ghidorah being the wait, main. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, you guys, you're, you're talking over Frank. Sorry. Eh, oh no, it's okay. But I mean, if Ghidorah is going to be able to regenerate from just the head, why didn't it? Because the head happen? is already like past that point, I guess. And if they can jumpstart it, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. And I, wouldn't it be like, wouldn't it be like starfish where if you tear up a starfish, you get two starfish and you tear up those starfish, you get four starfish, you tear up a head and you get two Ghidorahs and then you tear them up again. And all of a sudden you have like 50 Will Ghidorahs. Will you stop it with the head slicing thing? <laughs> I actually was reading it as, oh, he's going to go to the Mecha Ghidorah. Cause now they have the That's DNA true. to work from. That might be true. Right. But where would he get the funding for that? I mean, a stupid eco-terrorist is not going to be able to build them yeah, like that's a guy So the whole thing is this character, the, the actor who played him, said that he is not apparently going to be in any of the future movies. So they could obviously recast him or they could just use it as a background. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having that character be the linchpin for the uh, end scene is the dumbest decision they could have made. <laughs> yeah, well, so Ghidorah... Uh, being the main antagonist of at least this story arc, this canon of Godzilla, quote-unquote. Him dying in the first movie, eh, you can't really have that happen, I guess, for plot. Second movie. Your second movie, yeah. You can't really have that happen for plot. It feels like a first movie. It feels like a first time since 1998 they got it right. I don't even think (laughs) about 2014. I actually consider this the beginning. (laughs) But they they clearly established that this is a sequel. I mean, it's not like they're trying to sweep it under the rug. Yeah, but I'm trying to sweep it under the rug. Screw 2014. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) So... I don't understand how you can think that's awful and think this is I don't, great. I don't think that... Like, I, I can understand maybe how you can think this is better. Yeah, I, I think it's better. That, like, from a, from the monster side, because that's all I really care about, I think it's better. I don't think it's stellar. I think it's better. So, I will say that Godzilla 1998 is still my favorite, and I will go to my grave with that. Yeah, you're wrong. No, I'm not. From a stomp... <laughs> from a stomp point from from like from like you know stomping and all that stuff and the scenes and cgi godzilla 19 godzilla 1998 has like 45 minutes an hour more the last 25 30 minutes of the movie is just a giant stomping chase scene with some of the the best shots minutes of the ever the first 40 minutes of the movie is a cinematic suppository that can catch fire and die i don't i don't watch it for that though that's the thing i'm not there for that I'm there for the. So I guess the thing what we're saying is that we take the last thirty minutes of that one and like the, the ten or fifteen minutes from Godzilla 2014 yeah. and the twenty minutes from the, the, this one, mm-hmm. we can actually have a full length movie that Kinson would unequivocally I, I um, would, support. I would. I would. Yeah, I would die. It'd be amazing. So yeah, just the, <laughs> well, is it... in monster fights from uh, Final Wars. You know, just to spice it up. Yeah. So, so you you guys brought up a, a, you brought up the '98 Godzilla. So I have a question. Oh boy. The, in the credits to this film, 
they list the four monsters. They list Godzilla, Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidorah. Mm-hmm. Ghidra, Ghidorah. Ghidorah, yep. And they list them as acted by themselves. And actually, they say Godzilla's himself. Yeah. And the only one that's a herself is Mothra. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. thought we'd figured out Godzilla was a she. No. No, no, no. No, that's only no, the no. So one. in 1998, Godzilla so is the 1998 also a guy. Godzilla is not Godzilla. Well, no, he's Zilla. Like it's not actually Godzilla. Yeah. There's a whole thing with the branding and blah blah blah. Godzilla but in name only. The design but, but is not weren't like the there? Toho wasn't Godzilla. there like? Weren't there like Godzilla son of Godzilla? Also, well, Godzilla, as far as Toho goes. Yeah, but the, the, is, the um, Sony one, Toho retconned that back to being just. Zilla. Oh yeah, but I'm I'm asking about Toho. earlier in Toho. Wasn't there like son of Zilla, son of Godzilla? There, there, have, there have been multiple mini young Godzillas. It's unclear yeah. where they come yeah, from. Yeah, I mean, guys can have sons. They, there's, there's no. I mean, just because you're saying a son of Godzilla doesn't mean that. Oh, I, I was that hoping God- that had been covered because I'm not as familiar with the early Toho stuff. I've only seen clips. Yeah. So, yeah. like with with 1998, not, they never. Really said, Go ahead, Frank. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was just uh, confirming that they never really indicated where the young Godzillas yeah. come from. They just search. Yeah. So they could take all of the younger version of the characters and make a very marketable cartoon. Oh, that'd be awesome! That's that's isn't that what we got? Gazuki from Ga- Gazuki, Ka- yeah, that was Kaiju the, Babies. That was the Hanna Barbera Godzilla, yeah. Kaiju Babies. Oh my gosh, I'd probably watch it. So, <laughs> um, with with nineteen ninety eight Godzilla, he was asexual, which means he could he could reproduce on his own. That was the thing within that movie. Pa- um, apparently, so can King Ghidorah. Yeah. So well, that's not re- that's not reproducing. That's repl- replicating. Yeah, replicating. Ah, okay. Yeah, essentially. But um, uh, in Toho's Godzilla, he's actually Gojira in Japanese. So Godzilla right. comes from mm-hmm. our American back in the fifties or something. It was the American way or the American translation, quote unquote, something weird to say Gojira. It's Godzilla. So in nineteen ninety eight, it's called Godzilla, but a lot of people, a lot of diehard fans, etc don't think he's actually Gojira, obviously. Well, yeah, Frank was just saying more, they retconned him into a different that, character. Yeah, he's just Zilla. It's more just the fact that um, Japanese doesn't have Z sounds or yeah. um, yep. L sounds. So, like, the I, I think Godzilla is the correct transliteration of Gojira. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that, yeah, because the, the sounds are different in, in the language. It's just, so it, wait, right. wasn't there a, a, a Toho recent Godzilla film where he, like, kills all of his enemies? Shin. I believe it's... Well, Shin didn't have the other ones. Final, Final Wars. That yeah, was yeah, basically yeah. So did, in Final Wars, did he kill the Zilla character? Yeah. Yes. And, uh... There was that scene. Oh, cool. Yeah, because, like, God, Toho and uh, Japan, they don't really like Zilla. They they don't because they're obviously diehards of Gojira. So that that movie when Final Wars came out, it definitely they killed Zilla because it's like screw you. So whatever. Yeah, I... <laughs> and they did it really fast too. Like a lot of the other fights kind of went uh-huh. on for a bit. The Zilla was just slam burn. Yeah, that's because <laughs> the idea. And honestly, as much as I love Zilla, I support this idea. Okay, Zilla probably isn't the best at actually fighting like melee melee other than like a like opposed to godzilla gojira etc because gojira he has g cells he has years and years and years like he's an ancient titan or ancient beast or whatever however you want to say it he's got so much fighting metal potential whatever inside of him 
that there's a reason why he's the king of monsters. Zilla was the product of nuclear radiation. He was an iguana and just kind of got supersized. So do I believe that Gojira would mop the floor with Zilla? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. There's no question. Like in a fighting one-on-one thing. There's no uh, question. It does bring up an it, it does bring up an interesting question as culturally uh, I wonder how the Japanese will receive this version of the film because it seems to be heading in what they would view as the right direction yep. is going back to the at least for the creature shapes and how they're treated. Yes. Uh, the plot is still ham-fisted and it feels <laughs> like it's been translated from the wrong language. But Yeah. So uh, so all of the Godzilla I won't say I won't say all of them obviously cuz you can't put them all in the same category because they all have their different flavors etc but my opinion on Godzilla movies is the the plot it's it's never really been something that's been stellar I mean there probably are a few cases where the plot is better but plot has never really been something that's good in Godzilla movies it's there because you need a story but it's not good <laughs> the the you definitely watch these movies for the the action for the monsters etc so i think it's kind of fitting that same bill king of the monsters is oh well and you yeah, got uh, what the second one godzilla raids again which was pretty story heavy i mean it's mostly a story about a uh, a pilot airplane pilot yeah. you know, search pilot that he, you know, during the day is searching mm-hmm. for fish um, and gets roped into this, this giant event mm-hmm. that's happening. Uh, I think in terms of story quality of all of them, that's probably right, the right. strongest. Yeah, because when you have one main lead or something and it follows them for a while, you have more time to build their actual, what they're there for. Whereas King of the Monsters, everyone was so everywhere. <laughs> Oh, you mean the, uh, the the best story is not the, if we combine two drops of pollution, it turns into a tadpole and eventually becomes a kaiju? I mean, it's, it's a story. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a story. Yeah. Well, that, that's the one that's going to be interested in if they ever revive it, because, of course, Destroya, they're punning the English name by doing it in the name they use, so how do you translate it back? <laughs> well, I mean, they've introduced Oxygen Destroyer now, yeah, so we yeah, have yeah. a possibility. Destroy well, so the end. thing is, um, ah. Frank, I have a question. Uh, because for the huh? life of me, I, I was trying to cross-reference this with my uh, bank of... The, the bank of G in my mind. Um, uh-huh. Godzilla can breathe in space, right? I don't know that the Godzilla we know has ever directly okay. been in space. I mean, space Godzilla, of course, was a I was thinking entity. that there was a point, because uh. especially in the... Uh, the um, the older movies, there are some that deal heavily with aliens, etc. I could not remember if uh, he's I ever been to space. Uh, so there were the the exes that uh, borrowed Godzilla mm-hmm. and Rodan um, and took them back to right, their right. planet. Uh, they, were, they were inside little magical bubbles okay, when they gotcha. did that. I was about to oh, say, dep- like it really depends on what you're looking at because there's the canon movies, there's also canon comic books, etc. Um, I could not recall yeah, if Godzilla has ever gone into space because when that oxygen Please. bomb went off, I was like, shouldn't Godzilla be able to breathe? Please, for the love of God, do not turn this into an Ancient Aliens episode. <laughs> if Toho does that... <laughs> I already lost the History Channel. I'm yeah. not going to flip. I, I'm going to flip so many tables yeah. if Godzilla becomes, it was aliens. And they're, <laughs> they're touching on it with oh, King Ghidorah. 
Well, also, uh, Kinson brought up the I oxygen bomb. That because uh, you saw in the art book for this movie, uh, they've already hinted at Gigan, uh, and Gigan has always been. Yeah, Gigan. What was your question, Quad? Also, Kinson brought up the oxygen bomb. A, the idea of an oxygen destroyer <laughs> in in general is dumb. Yeah. But even if you, they don't have to explain, it. this isn't a Star Trek movie, you know, they. Uh, it's a dumb idea, but I'll Great go with it. Great Scott. But the fact, the, fa- the fact that it explodes, kills like all the fish in the sea, but doesn't get rid of the water, which is a third I oxygen. I know, I know. Doesn't turn that into a cloud of hydrogen gas. I know. Is incredibly dumb. Maybe it became well, liquid hydrogen, but then it would also evaporate. It's, it's like the question of the scene when he comes out after being revived because we apparently fed him, you know, nuclear kibble. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes up yeah. to ship level and smiles at Dr. Sarazawa and all that, uh-huh. and he's effectively standing there. And I'm like, I know he's standing in water. Yeah, that ocean's a lot deeper than he is. I know. He's 150 yeah. meters, but so what, what is there? What, what you don't he's see is stilts. that he's he... absorbs so much energy that he's less dense now. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he's lighter than water now. So, okay, God's so saying Godzilla. No, that means the stomps aren't going to be as powerful. No. So what you don't see is <laughs> under the surface of the water, he's flipping his paws his feet super fast and it's keeping him floating i think there was a hanna-barbera character that would hover with by spinning their tail oh, who is that they also never show oh, godzilla's so, main form so godzilla is basically can, godzilla can basically fly around on the water like tails used to in sonic the oh, hedgehog through the air just <laughs> spin his tail well they never they didn't show godzilla's main method of transportation that's launching a beam sideways and flying through the air he's not done that yet why not I will give them credit for all of the rules of physics that they broke about sound and everything else. For once, at least with Rodan, they realized, and maybe this was a point in the old films, that if I have a creature that big flying, there's going to be wind and vortex. Yes. Although I think it was uh, scaled a little too high. (laughs) Because those... Uh, I was actually thinking about that just last night. uh, Because... Don't see Rodan really flapping anywhere near as much as you would expect something that yeah, big he was to gliding do. a lot. So I think we can conclude that you see that kind of ripple effect mm-hmm. coming off of it, that maybe there's some kind of energy release thing. You know, it's not so much a breath mm-hmm. weapon, but that uh, something about Rodan's physiology, oh. they're augmenting. I seriously am going to have to uh, talk to Tiern about this and see if we can actually crunch some numbers or we could, etc. Because crunch. Yes, exactly. It's why I said that. But uh, <laughs> so Rodan being the fire demon uh, in this take of the movies, I think he's that in other ones, too. But uh, he has tremendous yeah. amounts of heat inside of him. OK, so that's a factor. Uh, thermodynamics is a factor. You've got his wingspan, which is like. 500 600 feet because he himself is like 280 290 something like that i can't remember exactly but his wingspan has to be like twice his size for him to fly at least so you've got that um you've got how much he weighs you've got how much air pressure he be uh emits when he's flapping his wings blah 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 at the end of all of that i still don't think that the amount of destruction we saw with the winds of him flying over the city would have even come close i don't think that was physically possible but hey says the thousand meter tall cheetah that will run across the continent occasionally oh absolutely but i have the size to back that (laughs) yeah i'm talking about the wind damage yeah like the wind shear the wind damage whatever was like 200 300 plus miles an hour at least for people to get blown away cars and buildings and stuff to just get eviscerated 
they were. It'd be interesting at that size. The wing flaps may actually slow down. I don't know because yeah. uh, I mean you can just think of birds as see hummingbird versus a crow versus. Oh, a for hawk. sure, it would it would be very slow but uh, very powerful. Because that's the old joke. Is if you, uh, I think it was in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles gaming book that said if you if you sized a hummingbird up to human size, yeah. the noise from their wings if they beat that fast would be about a jet engine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> The bigger the creature, the slower uh, they have to move. But also, everything in relation to a bigger creature, tinier things move. See, to them, they move faster. And if you scale that up a lot, like to mega sizes, etc., um, the reason why you can't swat a fly very easily, why they seem so fast, is because they're so small. So I know we've talked about that before a little bit. So when Rodan was to go to fly, his wings would just whoosh, like it would be super slow. But he would have a ton of power. Right. The, you still see a lot of maneuvering and even acceleration without. Well, that's really true. Yeah, he's you very know, the, deft. The lateral, the barrel spin to knock every plane yeah. out of the air was great cinema. But right, I don't right. think you can fly that way without ending up in the ocean. But the cool part about kaiju movies, and as much as I have a, 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 a physical advocate, etc., for physics, you know, you kind of have to toss some of it out the window for it to be cinematic. So. Yeah. 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 Well, just think, you know, Godzilla has defeated him in the past. So just picture Godzilla with a, uh, an apron on <laughs> over a big barbecue pit and a giant chicken leg that was Rodan. Yes, please. And on, and on that note, I think it's a good time to go ahead and wrap up our oh. Godzilla films. No, we are got we, another are we hour. Gonna, Come on. Are we going to mute Spotlight and just focus on Godzilla for this? Or are we going to do Spotlight? No, I was going to do Spotlight. Mm. Oh, okay. Was there, a, was well, there anything was else? There any, was there any final things you guys wanted to say about Godzilla before we move right. on? Yeah, I think we should go around and everyone get a final line. Uh, who wants to start? It stinks. I would go ahead and uh, give this to, I'll say Frang, if you want to go first. I already, I already said the first one. Though. Yeah, I think Kenson's uh, was, it stinks. Oh. That, that was me. Okay, well, Quan said it stinks. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, let's see, final line on this movie. I mean, it's... It was a lot. The kaiju parts were a lot of fun, and I barely remember the other parts, so <laughs> I enjoyed it. I agree with that sentiment. Nice. Yeah. Okay, Benny. What about you? Uh, let's see. He wreck. He protect. He's big as heck. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I saw on your notes that was actually Sue, not that's... that was Sue's line, and I, I asked permission to use it. I think that's Bravo. the best summary of the film. It's so true. I I personally have always loved the stories of Godzilla, where he's the good guy. So the fact that he is this in this movie uh, is a plus for me. Um, the human stuff, eh, I don't care. Whatever. It was awful. I get there was plot holes, etc. But the, the kaiju action, stomping action, there were a lot more scenes in this movie. Sure, they were dark. They were cloudy. Overall, it was a decent movie. I, I, I did enjoy it more than 2014 by heaps and heaps and lords. But uh, I, I think it was decent. Okay, so I guess that makes us move on to the artist spotlight, which I don't know, uh, Frank, did Benny tell you to have an artist (laughs) or writer or someone to give a shout Uh, out to? I got nothing. He he did, and I do, but I have no idea what their web address is. Well, who's the artist? Uh, He goes by Gaz. He's actually the husband of somebody uh, that I work with. Hmm. Um, Local artist here in the Bay Area. He goes to like the anime and comic book cons, uh, and he did a thing. He he's done a lot of the sort of traditional Toho kaiju. Okay. Uh, he did a, a couple years ago. Uh, he was doing uh, some little 
like little square portraits and I was mentioned to him uh, that they looked a lot like sort of the mood icons that you see on current mood is. Mm -hmm. And he ran with that and uh, created what he ended up calling the Kaiju Cube, which is a form that sort of folds up into a little box and sort of set up which one you're, uh, you are today. Oh, he's uh, the guy that did those. Cool. Yeah. Well, all right. And it's Gaz, is that G-A-Z? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll find the we'll find the link afterwards and make sure that's in the summary or description of the podcast. Yes, absolutely. All right, Benny, do you have somebody? Yes, I do. I have a gentleman. Uh, I gentleman. I don't know. I have a, a person named Ducky, uh, yes. who has recently taken up doing animations using Blender and some characters. Uh, I don't know where they got them or if they created them. I think Ducky uh, was the first person I ever shouted out on this in like the very first episode. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that's okay. I, I that's okay. No, that. no, I'm I'm totally fine so with good. him getting. They're, they're new to me. Uh, the site, uh, if you'll pardon it, is uh, artalley.porn <laughs> slash at ducky. Nice. Uh, it's, a mas- it's a Mastodon server, I think, right? Uh, I think so. Uh, yeah. But uh, the th- there's been some animations kicking around. I'll also tweet a couple of them. Uh, but it's very neat uh, character. They have a cat character that just mm-hmm. seems to have a good, fun personality. And, of course, there's a lot of growth stuff in it is what he's animating. He or she, I keep saying he. Uh, what they're animating, so, so they're that, they're they're gender ambiguous, but I do think they're I think they identify as male. Yeah, it's wonderful artwork and wonderful personality, which is what's really cool. So that's my uh, art spotlight, Ducky. Awesome, yes, Ducky is awesome. I will let, like I said, I have no problem with spotlighting Ducky as much <laughs> as people want. To. Yeah, Ducky actually released some a uh, couple test animations for something he's working on, and they look really good. They look hella good. So. And the only problem is since he primarily is doing on Mastodon, and I have a Mastodon account, I just never open the app. I never see any of the stuff that they're doing. But then when you do, it's like macro Christmas. True. Yes. (laughs) All right, Kinson, did you find your person yet? Yes, yes, I did. I I finally chose one. Uh, His name, uh, well, their name, I'm not certain whether or not they associate male or female, is uh, Zeriza on F.A., Spelled Z-A-I-R-I-Z-A. And they do 3D animations. Um, They are fantastic at 3D animations as well. They do modeling in Maya and ZBrush. And the animations that they have released are super smooth. Uh, They're kind of short little things, but they are unbelievably smooth. Um, I'm actually wanting to get a commission from Zyrese at some point just because of how, how good their stuff um, is. So also on Twitter, they are at <laughs> uh, slapyouwithfish. That's their name. So <laughs> good stuff. But yeah, uh, on FA, it's uh, furfinity.net slash user slash Zayriza, Z-A-I-R-I-Z-A. Okay. And I guess and that I leaves guess you, Quan. That leaves me, and I'm going to spotlight... Pozole, I believe. Um, I'm not sure if that's exactly how to pronounce it. P-O-Z-O-L-E. They are a bunny character. I, they're Mexican as well. Um, so I'm guessing it's... I, the name Pozole makes me think Italian. So maybe, maybe I am pronouncing it wrong. But um, but yeah, they are on Furafinity at furafinity.net slash Pozole. And they, are all, they just opened up a Twitter account like two days ago. Um, and they're at Pozole Bun, P-O-Z-O-L-E-B-U-N. Um, so their artwork is, uh, it's a lot of sketch stuff. They do, they do, um, 
stuff besides SketchUp, but they, I think all of their artwork has very cute quality to it. Um, so if you like cute macros, cute big people, I do like then, cute macros. Ah, I thought you might. Then yeah, I would definitely recommend their stuff. They have, I think, they posted some Zilla related stuff oh, hell in the yeah. past couple of days too. How do you spell their name again? So um, P O Z O L E Pozzoli. Pozzoli. Yep. Ah, like a cannoli. On Affinity and then Pozzoli Bun on Twitter. Gotcha. Okay, I'm watching them now. Pozzoli, you got a Pozzoli. You have a mega chi watching you yes. closely. <laughs> And then on that note, I guess that brings us to the end of the show. I would like to thank our special guest, Frank, Frank. for joining us. Thank you, Frank. Frank Arang. Hi. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been fun. Hell yeah. It's nice to have uh, more expert Godzilla knowledge yes. than even than any of us, except for maybe Kenson. Knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think it might be fun if we ever get Kenson and Frang at a, at a similar oh, uh, con to have a panel that's Godzilla trivia. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, that would be so cool. Or just waxing poetic about random Godzilla facts that are amusing. Yes, I won't well, lie, though. Which, Frang, you probably which will was beat the, me. Which was the kaiju, that, uh, the kaiju movie that had the fountain of blood they randomly used? Oh, that was that was a Gamera movie. It was uh, Gamera versus Gaia. Yeah. Uh, the Fountain of Blood to attract Deus. And I was so sad in the modern remake of that when they had the entire flock of Deus birds that they didn't bring that back. Yeah, they just, I love it. They just say, we're and we're going to have a fountain of blood to attract them. They don't say where they got the blood. <laughs> Maybe the okay, world will um... never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. a tangent. And on that yeah. note, woo, oh, that's <laughs> a tangent. boy. Um, also, like to thank Benson and Kenny. Benson, <laughs> Benson was my favorite show. On, that was a good uh, show. Yeah, yeah. No, Benny and Kenson. Uh, I don't know about Kenobi. I've not. Whoa, that's a that's a Ben Kenobi. Uh, Obi Ben Kenobi. Hello there. So, uh, <laughs> Benny and I have fused. It is canon. We are now known as ah. Benson or Kenny, if you will. Uh, so that's a thing. And until <laughs> next episode. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, yeah. It, what? Hold on. So I, I forgot. We forgot to say everyone should write in and talk to yes. us um, about thoughts about Godzilla, and we'll read them. Yes. Or about thoughts about our next episode, which is going to be the uh, kind of dating game, relations, dating and relationships, just kind of fun little what-if scenarios making two, you know, matching micro and macro characters mm-hmm. and talking about how dating could work with in those scenarios, as well as just kind of, like you said, playing matchmaker between existing characters. Oh, um, yeah. Bachelor number one. So write one. in those ideas. Yes. Write in those ideas to at size matters cast on Twitter or size matters podcast at gmail.com. Yes, please. On email. Tell us. And. What was that, Kenson? Tell us how much you love us. Tell us how much you hate us. Tell us how much you loved the content or didn't like the content. How yes. much you love the movie. And what else you want to see? Questions. How much you hated the movie? Yes. If you agree with me, only write in the future. <laughs> no, I'm. Yes, yes, yes. Although I'm the one who filters all of this, so I might filter out. No, yeah, that's good. I, I, I'm respectful of everyone's opinions. Well, Terrell even was if tweeting wrong. about the fact. <laughs> Terrell was tweeting about the fact that after 2014, he's like, "I'm not going to be fooled again. I'm going to wait until it comes out on video. I'm not going to go to theater spend the money." Yikes! Yeah, that's because he lives in the UK and it costs like 50 bucks to see him. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, that's not. That's probably not true. I'm totally making that up. So um, Terrell, in, go ahead, right in. No. Yes. Until next episode. Good Kenson. Good night and big paws. Bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
people on side. 